Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. PFF offers the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Use their data-driven projections and matchup tools to find breakout players. Sit back and follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. Use PFF Analytics to optimize every draft pick, trade offer, and DFS lineup. Sign up at pff.com and use promo code PFF25 to save 25% on your order. Join PFF Elite to access their green line game picks as well. Go to pff.com and use promo code PFF25 to save 25% for a limited time. It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1. To receive a 50% sign-up bonus today, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is going to be a unique fantasy feast because we're going to say goodbye to Evan after however many years at Evan Silva on Twitter. He is going to be exclusive at EstablishTheRun.com. Will always be, obviously, a friend of the show. Welcome on the show as a guest. And we're going to pass the baton. And very, very excited about the new co-host. As I teased on Twitter, if you want to know who it is, look at the top of pretty of pretty much any fantasy analyst rankings that are out there. The sites that do objective fantasy analyst rankings, this guy's at the top, like all the way at the top. Get to that momentarily. First, I got to tell you who the last entry is in the Fantasy Feast Redraft League after I make sure you guys are all aware of Sports Wars. I love Sports Wars. It tells the stories of some of the greatest sports rivalries of all time. It's the show from Wondery. They get into Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers, Rafael Nadal versus Roger Federer, Shaq versus Kobe. The new season of Sports Wars is all about two college football rivalries, college football seasons here. We talked about it with the new co-host of the College Draft Podcast, Matt Waldman. They focus on Oklahoma, Texas, and Georgia, Florida. Trust me, even if you didn't go to one of these schools, the history of these rivalries is so intense, you will not want to miss these stories. Stay tuned because at the end of this episode, you're going to be able to hear a clip from Sports Wars and get a little get a little sample, get a little something-something. Speaking of something-something, not only did Keith Cleveland – do the five-star Apple Podcast ratings for Fantasy Feast and other podcasts. 
he also sent me a little something something which i very much appreciate keith so the final fantasy feast entry keith cleveland the last one and i will be giving away an nfl game pass code free subscription nfl game pass i will be giving that away on tomorrow's episode so make sure you find my tweet or brian's tweet and you retweet that because you're gonna want to try to get that that free code why not right i mean you might as well it's free what's what's better than that speaking of free yahoo has officially released their week one daily fantasy football contests and there's no management fee. So they have a million dollar contest for week one with no management fee and a hundred K goes to first place, meaning more money goes back to you, the players, 10 entry max. You're not going to be playing against people with 150 lineups like other places. Yahoo also has a hundred K guaranteed contest. So there's lots of prizes out there for week one. If you're just getting started with daily fantasy football, join the free to enter Yahoo Cup and play all season long, 150K in weekly and season long prizes. And if you get a perfect lineup, you win a million dollars. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. Well, Evan, um, I'd be lying if I didn't say mixed emotions right now. I very much appreciate you coming on for a send-off and a passing of the torch, passing of the baton. In about five minutes, maybe ten, we will uh, reveal who the next host will be. You and I will talk about him before we even bring him on. Mm -hmm. And then we will have him join us. I got to tell you, though, and I want to say this on the show for everybody Mm -hmm. to hear it. Can't thank you enough, man, for everything over the years. I don't even know how long we've been doing the show, but it's been a while. You have been excellent, so well prepared, uh, so good. And obviously, I don't really think many people turned on to the Fantasy Feast to hear my voice. I think they turned on the Fantasy Feast because of you and the insight that you have provided. And I strongly encourage people to check out everything that you've got going over at EstablishTheRun.com. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, the feeling is mutual. I remember when you first gave me an opportunity to just, you know, just do something. It was like to get up at 6 in the morning on Sirius XM Radio. I guess, uh, you know, Greg Cosell, his spot had come open, and you gave me a shot, and I was awful, you know, but... I was like just trying to find my find my footing, and um, that was an incredible opportunity. And you, you didn't give up on me after that. And you know, we started to do a, you kind of embraced the fantasy thing, you know. And um, we would have arguments in the beginning, like I'd tr- no, you got to wait on quarterback. You'd be like, no, no, man, I'm taking quarterback second round, you know. And then we and then you kind of you kind of learned, you know, over the years. I mean, I think that. You know, I walk away from this thing like you became a pretty good fantasy player, you know, uh, by the end of all this. And, um, 
it, it was fun. You know, all, all the back and forth banter, all the, you know, like, um, I'm talking about something and then, you know, you, you would add like the perfect, like context, having played the game, having be able to, you know, uh, apply your experiences with the offensive line, which we agree and try to drill into people's heads that it is like an underrated and overlooked aspect of fantasy analysis. No one covers it enough. And, um, you know, certainly our offensive line tiers and, you know, just being and like just me being able to ask you questions about, you know, offensive line stuff uh, has really added, you know, a different element to our, uh, you know, our analysis. And we, you know, we started what like five years ago and we really built a pretty darn good podcast and we stuck with it. I think that I only missed like three or four shows like over the over the five years you of course never missed a show um but and we we did it every single week you know even during the off season we were like man is there you know there were a couple times like man is there anything to talk about right now and we pretty much would always come up with something so uh, i'm i'm proud of of what we built and um you know i I know that the fantasy feast is going to live on uh with a really talented dude do you remember like how we first ever even came into contact with each other. Like I don't remember, I don't remember what happened that I even reached out to you. Yeah. Um, I know you were writing for Pro Football Talk and you were writing for Roto World, but I don't know how like I got your number to even have you come on the show at all. I'm fairly certain that you reached out to me. Um, I, I definitely would uh, would read you or I'm sorry I would listen to your podcast with M Dub um, like religiously that that it's, it was an ESPN like what was it like something called like the Focus or something what was it called uh, Football Today Football Today yeah Football Today that was one of my favorite I mean this is like really when podcasts were starting to kind of take off I mean this was what like shoot 2000 10 maybe 2011 and um or at least this is when i started to really listen to uh, as many podcasts as i could and i started to understand the value of podcasts and i would you know try to listen to podcasts while i was like writing my my articles and um you and m dub i always thought um were were awesome so it's possible i my guess is that like i would like tweet i maybe tweeted that out a little bit and then you kind of noticed that and then uh you started following me which you were always super conservative with your follows you know i think you are even still to to this day um so that was huge and then yeah some somehow you you reached out to me i, I it might have been just um via email you you got my email or something but um that that was the that was definitely the the first step that led to that little serious uh, opportunity, and then of course to the fantasy to us like uh, joining forces for the fantasy feast. Yeah, a uh, couple thoughts. Number one, I do remember bringing you on serious that first time, and you really it, it was not your finest day. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why. Uh, but it just, it, I don't know if you were nervous, was or nervous or it was just as hell. It was because I was nervous as hell and I, I didn't know what my, what my voice was. You know, I didn't know, I didn't even know how to talk. Like literally didn't even know the best way to talk. You know, 
And then the other thing I think about is I remember you, I remember talking with you and what you really wanted, you were kind of just getting started and you, what you really wanted is you just, you really, it wasn't really about the money for you um, or even prestige or fame or followers or whatever. You really just wanted to be respected. And I remember you mentioning Greg Cosell as a guy that you kind of looked up to and that you really just wanted to be respected and had and have people respect your opinion. And man, uh, you have absolutely done that. If that was the goal, I would say absolutely mission accomplished. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted people to kind of, you know, think that I knew what I was talking about it, you know? And so, and I think that the best avenue toward that was to try to be, not be the best at like everything, but just be competent in every area, whether it was applying analytics or, you know, being, you know, halfway decent at math or being, you know, a decent talker or being able to apply aspects of the game that maybe other people weren't looking at like offensive line stuff, knowing, you know, every starter and key backup in the NFL. You know, I I keep like a a running log of depth charts that I update with every single transaction, even like undrafted rookies. So I just always kind of have my, like in my brain, um, you know, who's like the third or or fourth string guy even, you know, and, and uh, playing preseason DFS even will, uh, bring that into into focus, um, you know, and then certainly uh, just being able to watch the game and know what's going on, and that's an ongoing ongoing process that you know I think you're you're always learning when you're watching the game, um, and then I think that you know because the rules change a little bit every year, and um, you know teams kind of are they they start they start to they play a little bit different. Every year, you know, even Chip Kelly, I know that he didn't, you know, uh, wind up having a ton of NFL success, but, you know, a lot of coaches across the league, like, took ideas from him, and in some ways, he changed the way that I think uh, teams play. The same has been the case for Sean McVay. Certainly, other teams have always um, copied, uh, you know, the Patriots, um, you know, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid, I mean, Andy Reid is, is probably the most copied offensive mind of, of, of anyone, and he's always evolving. So just understanding all those things, um, or at least trying to understand all those things, uh, I think it has been uh, kind of the pathway that, that I've tried to, uh, tried to take. Uh, with that, uh, we can reveal the next host of the Fantasy Feast Eaten podcast. You know him very well, Evan. It's interesting because when I knew that you were starting the new venture with EstablishTheRun.com, I was thrilled for you. Um, I wish it much success. I mention it every podcast. I'm going to, whenever you can or feel like coming on as a guest, we can absolutely do that. But I knew I had to go big. I knew I had to get somebody that was really, really good. And Fantasy Pros 
comes out with fantasy rankings. It, it, they're most accurate fantasy football draft experts. I don't even know, Evan, you probably know more than I do about what those are really based upon. But I looked at the top, and the number one guy was a guy named Joe Dolan, who was formerly with the site FantasyGuru.com with John Hansen, a buddy of mine. So I got Joe Dolan's number from John Hansen, the Fantasy Guru, reached out to him, and he's the next guy. He, it's, uh, it's a big shoes to fill, so I felt like I had to go credibility. I had to go with the guy that was number one on a couple of the lists I found. And I love this pick because I've been listening to Joe Dolan for a long time. He actually had a, a podcast for several years with Graham Barfield, who has moved on to NFL.com and NFL Network. And I always thought that Joe Dolan um, deserved like a little bit bigger platform. Like Certainly Fantasy Guru is a very big platform. But I always thought that he deserved more than what he had. And because I think that he is very similar – uh, in in terms of the way that he thinks, like he is not like he's not solely a film guy. He's not solely a numbers guy. He kind of gets it across the board. You know, he he gets that it doesn't have to be one way. You can, um, you know, you need to add, you need to incorporate some subjectivity into your analysis. And he's going to bring that to you, and he's going to give you very strong opinions. That That's one thing that stands out about Joe Dolan. He's not going to ride the fence, man. Um, he's And he's a really good talker, and um, I, I think he's such a good pick for, for this role. And, you know, I wish him the, 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 the best, man. Some of those Wednesday mornings when, you know, I drop off my kid from school and we got to do like almost two hours worth of podcasts, you know, we do the – what, how, how do we do it? The, AS, the ASC and the NFC, and we break down every single game. Man, you know, that's, that's a big commitment for him. And actually, I, I had a phone call with him uh, the other night, and that was, you know, one of the main topics was uh, tackling the, those Wednesday, Wednesday more. It's a lot of fun, but, and it's a, a great challenge, but it's, it's a lot, a lot of work. But I think he's ready for it, and um, I think he's going to absolutely crush it. I think he's truly an awesome, awesome pick. Great dude. Yeah, so we actually um, we started doing the last few years, like we would do the Thursday night game and then the Sunday ones. Then we would do the Sunday fours and Sunday night, Monday night. That's how we broke it down. I think Joe and I are going to record on Tuesday afternoons because I have this new show over at Radio.com. But we're going to see. We're going to see if he can bring bring the uh, bring the substance, bring the bring the heat like you have for so many years if he can bring the meat sandwich, if you will. Speaking of meat, by the way, Evan, hopefully you already subscribed to ButcherBox because it's absolutely delicious. I eat the crap out of their organic chicken and their salmon. So freaking good. And they send it right to your door. Each box comes with at least nine to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual-sized meals. Dude, I'm, th- I'm like 244 this morning, by the way. I, I'm still eating. I, yes, I do eat, but I just eat healthy, and I don't eat as much. New subscribers will receive ground beef for life. 
That's right. You sign up today, and ButcherBox will send you two pounds of 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef free in every box for the life of your subscription. Plus, listeners get an additional $20 off their first box. Limited time offer for two pounds of 100% grass-fed beef free in every box for the life of your subscription. Plus, $20 off your first box. Go to butcherbox.com slash feast. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash feast. All right, Evan. So without further ado, we are now joined for the first time by Joe Dolan. You can follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Joe Dolan. Joe, welcome to the Fantasy Feast. You got big shoes to fill, my friend. They are absolutely massive shoes, Ross. I really hope I can do that. Um, it, it's been great talking to you and Evan here over the last couple weeks. I, I'm thrilled to be aboard. Uh, I'm really excited to, to get into it. And I, I'm, I'm really happy that Evan's on here. Uh, to say pass the torch is so mm, – it, it feels so kind of, frankly, uh, haughty to say so. But I'm really glad he's on here and I get a chance to talk with him. So everybody knows that this is a, this is a big loving family here. Yeah, they actually hate each other. Uh, they're just doing this because I'm paying them to do this. <laughs> no, I will say this before I forget. This thing, th- these rankings, Evan, What? how come I don't see you in the top ten? I, I've been touting you for years as the number one fantasy analyst in the world. What Did you have a bad year last year or what? Where do these fantasy no. pros rankings come from? I, I, don't, I don't participate in that. Um... We we can have an off air conversation about that. Oh God! <laughs> but but, but it, yeah, but it is an uh, it is an uh, an absolute testimony to how good of an analyst that that Joe Dolan is. And one thing you're going to experience, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that Ross ever gave me, and I still think about it all the time, and I still like, I think that I need to get better at it all the time. Is you need to bring more energy. You need to bring more energy. You know, because again, when I was doing that that serious bit for him uh, in the early days, I wasn't bringing enough energy. And um, Ross said, you need to bring more energy. And I've, I've passed that advice on to a lot of other fantasy analysts that were, were starting to get into the podcast game in particular. Joe Dolan doesn't need that advice because Joe Dolan brings a ton of energy. You can hear it in his voice. And um, I, I can't wait for him to crush this. Uh, well, Evan, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, my wife would argue I bring way too much energy, as would my shrink. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> TMI, Joe. It's your first episode. Your wife says you bring way too much. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a little too loud. She, she tells me I scream when I'm on the phone, which probably is something I need to work on. But uh, let's get let's get to the rankings thing. OK, my rankings uh, the rankings that I put up on Fantasy Pros, they are very good. They are certifiably very good. But Ross. I can't just come onto a podcast and just list rankings. That's a really bad podcast. You need to have justification behind the rankings. You need to really reach out and acquire knowledge from every area possible. And this is something that I've learned from Evan following him on Twitter and reading his stuff. He's a sponge. And – being a sponge is important, being able to absorb all all the right stuff. But also when you wring that sponge out, the stuff that comes out has to be it has to be 
translatable to the people so that they understand it. And frankly, I think I've done a really good job of that. And Evan's writing is a it's a big model for me as a writer, uh, being able to to make that information easily digestible for people so people can take it and make a big word in fantasy is actionable. And so people can take that information and make it actionable for their fantasy leagues and Let's be frank, to be entertaining on the podcast. People listen to podcasts to be entertained. They listen to be informed. And this podcast has done that so well, and I really hope that I can step in and do the same. Um, I'm I'm really excited for it, but I, I hope I can just continue with Evan's footsteps. This is not going to be, in my opinion, Ross, a big change for you or for the listener. Yeah, and you guys better have me back on as a guest. Like, don't just, you know, ignore me. You know, especially in the off seasons when you got nothing else to talk about. Maybe give old Evan a call. I would love to, to call you, Evan, have you on here, and, and so we can go back and forth, Ross. I mean, that sounds great to me. I, I really – I'm I'm just so excited. I'm overwhelmed right now, actually. I'm very rarely at a loss for words, but I am right now. Well, so I've already started two different websites, establishthepast.com and don'testablishtherun.com. <laughs> so I will be heavily promoting those two. Evan, you're never coming back on here. You're no longer going to have the thousands and thousands of listeners. And we'll see who does better. Establishtherun.com or establishthepast.com. We'll see. Joe and I started our own little site. Didn't even tell you about that. It's not even ironic. We're we're being honest. You need to establish the past. I I think, uh, Ross, maybe... Maybe this isn't in your department, but I'm sure Evan and I can also establish the unathletic for fantasy football writing as well. We can, do, <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely do that. I, I, uh, I can vouch for that. All right. So, uh, Joe, in, in, in tomorrow's episode, you and I are going to break down some of your fantasy drafting tips for the people drafting this week, next weekend, etc. Um, but I, I think, and I know Evan probably knows a lot of this, but for the listeners... Can you give them your background, like how how you got to become a you know a full time fantasy analyst? Well, Ross, I, a lot of times people ask for uh, advice on breaking into the fantasy industry, and I wish I could tell them something other than I got lucky and I have a big mouth. Uh, but those that that's what it is for me. When uh, I was graduating, uh, when I was graduating from college, I got a phone call literally a week before I graduated from the Philadelphia Eagles. They were looking to fill uh, a staff writer under Dave Spadari on Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, but those this guys is, hire anybody. They'll hire. Yeah, anybody. they 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 hire complete <laughs> scrubs, as as you well know from listeners of this podcast. Um, so they called me. Chris McPherson called me. Uh, in April of 08, right before I graduated college, and uh, I managed to get that gig with PhiladelphiaEagles.com, uh, and I wrote for the website covering the Eagles. I was in an NFL locker room every day, got to see how teams operated, got to see how beats operated, and that was important. That was an important learning experience for me. And uh, when that season, it was basically a one-year internship, a one-season internship. The Eagles at that time went all the way to the NFC Championship game. So I got to go out to Arizona and cover that game. A really cool experience. Um, and when that ended, uh, a coworker of mine by the name of Steve, he he saw, hey, I know you've been doing a fantasy column. I've been playing fantasy for years, but uh, they they really wanted a fantasy column on the Eagles' website. So they were like, oh, here's this intern. We'll have him do it. Turns out I actually ended up really enjoying writing the column, breaking down matchups, and I learned how to do it from an Eagles focus, which allowed me to go in-depth into their matchups every week. 
And my coworker, Steve, when, when our, my internship was expiring, he said, hey, check this out. He found a job posting on Monster.com. It was from a guy, another scrub in the fantasy industry by the name of John Hansen, um, who was hiring for, at the time, FantasyGuru.com. And uh, I interviewed with John a couple of times. Uh, and in March 2009, about a month after I, I left the Eagles, I moved down to Atlantic County, New Jersey. And I started with FantasyGuru.com, and I uh, ascended to managing editor there. Uh, and I was there for 10 years. And I, I, I'm currently, I guess you would say, uh, in a transitional time right now. And Ross, this is certainly part of that. But I was there for 10 years, and Evan can, can attest to this as well. What the fantasy industry was in early 2009 compared to where it is now it's it's completely different. It's outrageous. When when I started, it was a bunch of GeoCity looking websites with a bunch of old guys who had 35 word blurbs on things. And now it has uh, it has developed into a multi billion dollar industry. And the it seems like the best football analysis is filtered through the lens of fantasy and betting. And I know a lot of people will turn their noses up at that. And I understand that. But I'm also on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio where we get phone calls and it's not a sports talk show where people call in to air their grievances or air their opinions. They call in because they want advice on things that can be, to bring this word back, actionable. And people want advice. They they take the, the, the analysis and they make it actionable. And I think that's why so many things are filtered through the lens of fantasy. There's fantasy shows on ESPN, NFL.com. And, and this was really not happening when I started in the industry. A, a year after I started was the establishment of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And I think that's been a huge catalyst in the growing of the industry. Twitter has been a massive catalyst in the growing of, of the industry because people can get their stuff out there and get noticed. And it's really so different. And the fact that I've been able to survive here makes me think, A, number one, I'm super lucky, and, and B, uh, too many people are listening to me. But uh, I, I think getting into the industry at the age I did, when I was very adaptable, I, I was living alone, uh, I think that really helped carry me to where I am right now. Pretty cool, man. I love stories like that. that that's awesome. Um, you guys have similar backgrounds. I mean, think about you know, what you guys were doing. And now you both, you know, make really nice livings from fantasy football, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Any, any tips, any other advice, anything else, Evan, that Joe needs to know? Not really, because Joe is just going to crush this, you know? So, I mean, I, I think that he's got like, I think he's got, he's got a really good, you know, approach and like vision for where he wants to take this. And I think it's going to be outstanding. And again, don't forget about me. Um, bring me on every now and again in the off seasons, at least. Evan, it has been awesome. You and I will still be friends. You are right. I am very tight uh, with how many people I follow on Twitter because I literally read every tweet that any of my mm -hmm. follower and anybody I follow tweets. I read every tweet on my timeline and you're staying. Even though even though you're no longer the Fantasy Feast co-host, you're staying because you actually uh, give very valuable tweets and very valuable retweets of information. So I I find value. I can remember when I was working with Booger McFarland on SiriusXM 
And he asked why I didn't follow him. I said, because your Twitter feed provides no value for me. <laughs> and and he, he said, well, what do you mean? And it was unbelievable because I went and I looked at his Twitter and like his first tweet, the most recent tweet was, I'm going golfing at the Tampa Bay Golf Club uh, in a couple hours. Looking forward to it. And I just <laughs> roasted him mercilessly for that tweet. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't have time for that in my life. I don't care about you golfing. So it was amazing. But no, you still provide value, Evan, uh, and always will. And yes, you are always welcome on the show. And I said it before. I'll say it again. Really encourage people, if you haven't already, check out EstablishTheRun.com. It is overflowing with unbelievable content that you should all absolutely check out. Thanks so much, Evan. Thanks, guys. Good luck, Joe. I really appreciate it, Evan. Thank you. Well, that was really cool, guys, and that was exactly what I was hoping for. That was awesome. Dare I say, box of awesome? Yeah, boxofawesome.com. Here is the deal. Take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. So you go there, you tell them what you like, and they'll say, okay, we know exactly what would be the best box of awesome for you. Every month, whether you want to rule the pool, lounge in style with something tropical in your hand, I like the Weekender bag. I got, That's what I got, the Weekender bag. If you like whiskey, they got all kinds of just very, very cool things that you can get. Boxofawesome.com is the key, though. You got to go, otherwise they won't know what it is that you like, what it is that you want. That is the key. It's free to sign up. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code FEAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST for 20% off your first box. That'll do it, by the way, for today's Fantasy Feast. We will also have another feast tomorrow where Joe will go over his do's and don'ts for your draft. So for those of you that haven't drafted yet, you're really going to want to hear Joe Dolan's do's and don'ts since we've established he's basically the number one guy out there in helping you prep for your draft. So make sure... You're listening to tomorrow's Fantasy Feast as well. For right now, though, I am totally stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. It's October 27, 2007. Mark Richt, Georgia football's head coach, strolls across the turf of Municipal Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. 
In just 30 minutes, his Bulldogs will kick off against the Florida Gators. And for once, Richt is brimming with confidence. Both teams are now 5-2, so neither is really in national championship contention. But for Richt, this is still the most important game he's ever coached. It's chillier than usual today in Jacksonville, the city that's hosted pretty much every Florida-Georgia game since the 1930s. Jacksonville is supposed to be a neutral game site, but it doesn't feel that way to Richt. It's in Florida, for crying out loud, and a game called the Gator Bowl is played here. How could it be neutral, Richt thinks, as he looks up at a sea of orange and blue Gator fans. The Gators brought the Bulldogs to heel in five of their last six matchups. It's given Florida a huge mental edge and made the buttoned-up Georgia coach desperate enough to do something crazy. At least for him. Something with swagger, maybe a little arrogance. Something to get some fire in his squad's belly, even if it pisses off some football purists. Something, in other words, very un-Mark Rick-like. In seven seasons at Georgia, Richt has built a reputation as a man of faith whose quiet decency stands out in the cutthroat world of college football. For him, it's simple. You win with integrity. You lose with integrity. It's the Georgia way. That's what makes this, right now, the most off-the-wall moment of Mark Rick's entire career. As kickoff approaches, Rick makes his way back to the cramped locker room, stands before his players, and reminds them of his plan to snap their losing streak. He tells them, if you don't get a celebration penalty after our first score, you'll all be doing early morning runs. Welcome to Jacksonville and the 75th encounter at this site between these two better rivals. However, you need two to compete if you're going to have a real rivalry, and Georgia has lost, as we said, 15 of the last 17. Almost nine minutes into a scoreless game, with Georgia facing third and goal at the Florida one-yard line, star running back Noshan Moreno takes a handoff and jumps over the pile of linemen in front of him. Moreno up over the top, Georgia, touchdown. And here comes the entire team, watch this, for excessive celebration. We may have 15 hankies in the air on this one. I can't believe this. This was planned. This was absolutely planned. Mark Rick decided that he is going to try to fire his team up. He's tired of Florida having the psychological advantage. He's willing to give up the penalty. Nearly every Georgia player on the sideline rushes the field. Penalty flags fly in every direction. The CBS cameras swing to the other sideline, anticipating a reaction from the Gators. Tim Tebow, Florida's phenomenally talented sophomore quarterback, looks confused. So does Tebow's coach, Urban Meyer. Meyer is frantically waving his Florida players off the field to avoid pointless penalties. Meanwhile, Rick takes it all in happily and knows his plan worked. The Gators are rattled. As the second half unfolds, Georgia still doesn't give away its lead. Here's Stafford. Marino. Georgia, touchdown. The Bulldogs match every Tebow touchdown with one of their own and win the game 42-30. For the first time in years, the Florida-Georgia game lives up to the hype. A rivalry that's been uneven in the last decade is incredible once again. Georgia's full-team touchdown celebration quickly gets a nickname in the media. The Gator Stomp. Richt is thrilled, but he's created an unexpected new problem. While he made the rivalry competitive again, 
He also just encouraged Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, and the entire Florida team to spend the next 364 days plotting their revenge. That was just a preview of Sports Wars. To hear the rest of the story, subscribe to Sports Wars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now.